This is a Hot Pie Original. You know, the basically, if you really want to see an alien, just go in the bathroom, turn the light on and look in the mirror because we're all we're all aliens. Yeah. The Earth has been colonized several times and we're a big mix of genetics down here. So it's not like we need to hold them so far away. You know, they're they're our brothers and sisters, basically. They're the 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 greater family of man, you might say. And, and they've gone through their tribulations. They've gone through their wars and plagues and everything else and transcended all of that. So they're here to help us do the same. Uh, welcome to the Gray Area Podcast with me, Chad Fisher. No more, no more. Yo, yo, it's Aaron Cheatham. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Gray Area Podcast. I am Chad Fisher, alongside my co-host, Mr. Aaron Cheatham. Aaron, how you doing, brother? Fantastic. Just that? That's, that's all I get this week? I am truly fan-frickin-tastic. Yeah? Uh, life couldn't be better, so glad to be here. That's and, awesome, uh, man. Can't wait. This is going to be a fun episode. You guys picked the right episode to tune into at the Gray yeah. Area Podcast. This is going to be really fun. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of fun, so I'm looking forward to it, and I am fan Fantastic. That's good, man. I got some new windshield wipers today. Need them today. Dude, I know. So it's like uh, super rainy in Austin right now. Uh, By the time they see this, it's going to be it's gonna a be sauna. All sun. It's yeah. going to be 120 90 degrees. degrees or something. Right. But uh, Every time we talk about the weather... By the time the episode comes out, it's like the, the weather opposite. is complete opposite. Yeah. Every, it's like, oh, it's so hot out here, and it's yeah. snowed in Texas, and it's yeah, like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. cold out here, and it's like we're wearing freaking tank yeah, tops. Yeah, I was yeah. telling Cole, man, there's nothing, there's little things, few things more satisfying than getting new windshield wipers on a rainy day. Yeah, you're always like, dude, I will hope it rains harder. Fuck this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm prepared now, motherfucker. Uh, Bring you, it. Uh, the only thing better than that is when you get new tires on a rainy yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's after true. you've been sliding, sliding on cement for about three months, can't get like, your traction and shit from a stop sign and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, then it's like, oh, I wish it would rain, and I wish somebody would cut me off. I got great new tires. Yeah, and I just renewed my insurance. Please play <laughs> yeah, stupid please. with me. <laughs> I wish you would for sure. Uh, I'm exciting, man, because we got an awesome guest today. Mm-hmm. You have like, any shout outs for this week? Oh, that's right. My bad. Uh, yeah, shout out. Yeah, uh, dude, uh, I, I think I've done this before. I'm not sure, but uh, my shout out is to my son, Van. Okay. Uh, he just turned seven months old this week, man. He's just such an awesome kid. Such a joy to be around, dude. He just like laughs and smiles constantly. It's, I mean, people always say this, you know, but it is true. It is true. Uh, watching him and being around him so much, it's like truly like the most rewarding experience I've ever had, man. Just watching him grow up from. I mean, he's only seven months old. He's not like fucking like walking around and shit yet, but he's just so much more aware. He laughs at all my jokes, which is awesome. <laughs> but uh, it's the shit, man. Being a dad is awesome. It's great. No, dad life is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. What about you, man? Um, my shout out this week goes to John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. Oh, yeah. You guys played the Lawn Con. Um, I'm, no a, saw that. I'm, a, I'm a lifetime Niners fan. And let me tell you, like, this whole past couple weeks since, you know, the Mac Jones stuff dropped. Oh, God. Uh, I was like, this is not good. And last night I was at a gig and they had the draft on at the bar outside. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't go on stage till yeah. I, you Find know, who, yeah. and, 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 like I was like, my set's going to go one of two ways. Yeah. Either we're going to have a good time or I'm going to be bitter. Yeah. Uh, and when they, they said, took Mac Jones, you'd have been bitter. Hell yeah, I'd have yeah. been bitter. Super bitter. They took Trey Lance 
And me and this other random dude at the bar both screamed. Yeah. And it's like, it's been a long time since I've screamed on draft night. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. been a long time. But last night, Trey Lance, number three to the San Francisco 49ers, I lost my mind. That was a good pick. Then I went on stage and I let them know how happy I was. <laughs> and then I explained the NFL draft to a table of women who then yelled at me for mansplaining the draft yeah, to them. Yeah. I'm like, but you don't know. But so, you still don't know. But man. you don't know. Where's so your hush. show at, man? Uh, it was at WTF. Oh, okay. What's up? Yeah. yeah awesome venue. Yeah. So, uh, but man, God, that was such a good feeling. Because yeah. I was telling you a couple weeks ago how excited I was for this upcoming year's NFL season. And the only hesitation I had was uh, Mac Jones being the quarterback of the Niners. Like, I'm not yeah. looking forward to Him that. Him or Garoppolo, that uh, sucked. But, I mean, you know, hey, don't trade Garoppolo. Lynch, you already did it. You got the guy in house. So don't trade Garoppolo. We already know he's going to be hurt by week six anyways. <laughs> yeah, probably. So there's no yeah. need to trade. Yeah. But um, that's my shout out. Y'all did it. You guys, they've been, look, since John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan took over the 49ers, please, there's not more. There's They're one of the top five front offices in the league, there's nobody's making smarter moves or better moves than they are, and they keep it all hush hush what they're doing. When they when they traded for Garoppolo, nobody knew they were trading yeah, for Garoppolo. Yeah. It just happened. Yeah. So, yo, shout out to my squad, y'all did it. Trey Lance, welcome to the fam. I'm excited. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna tattoo number three on my back. You're about to watch some highlights when you get home. I already watched all the highlights. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm already I'm already on it. So I'm excited about that. Sweet. Uh, but we do have a big guest. Yeah, we got in. an awesome guest today, man. That uh, we're super excited to have. Our guest today is a Southern California native. He's a best-selling author, teacher, UFOologist, uh, spiritual counselor, energetic healer, and the founder of East SETI, which stands for Enlightened Contact with Extra Extraterrestrials. He's the host of a super popular show called As You Wish Talk Radio. Please welcome to the Gray Area Podcast, James Gilliland. How you doing, brother? Thanks for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, there's so much stuff we want to get to because uh, you have... An awesome background, and you like uh, we said in the pre-interview before we started rolling. Uh, you've been doing this since like 1982, man. So yeah, a <laughs> yeah, lot of information. Yeah, you're a wealth of information. We've got a lot of stuff, a lot of questions we want to ask you. But before we do that, uh, we got a game like to play with our guests when they come on. So uh, James, are you ready to play the top five game with us? Uh, I guess I am. I don't know. <laughs> Reluctance is Be cool. Yeah. A little bit more confident in that. I think you're going to knock this out the park. All okay. right. The way this works. I live, in another, I live in another world, so hopefully, you know, it fits into my world. But I, we'll see. I, I tried to be conscious of that. So uh, okay. the way this works is I'm going to give you a category and you just give me your top five. Um, it doesn't have to be in order, uh, but, you know, your top five. Uh, responses for that category. We're going to do three. I'm going to do one with you, one with Chad, and then one y'all can both collaborate on and feel free to join in with yeah. each other. Um, so without further ado, this is top five on the gray area podcast. Uh, James, top five constellations. Uh, I'd say Andromedan, uh, Orion, and uh, Palladian. You got two more? Oh, Syrian. Uh, the uh boy there's some that i can't even explain because they're not even they're in the sixth dimension <laughs> so oh, we're, we're gonna get into that yeah, for we're sure definitely we're definitely getting into, into the so, dimensions uh, okay in the sixth dimension. yeah what how how strong of a telescope do you need to see the sixth dimension <laughs> well you got everything right here oh okay oh i don't need no oh it's free bet okay yeah, it's <laughs> all right Just raise your frequency um chad top five you ready yeah uh going off of my shout out your top five favorite draft picks for the uh, Cleveland Browns. Oh, shit. Top five favorite. Bernie Kozar. Okay. Uh, Baker Mayfield. He's in your top five? Yeah, dude. Okay. He's going to be an awesome. He's gonna, he's already pretty good. Um, 
Dude, I like the Denzel Ward pick, cornerback. Uh, even okay. though he's an Ohio State guy, he's a Pro Bowler already. Okay. Uh, and then, um, shit, I could go old school, but let's keep it new school, man. Uh, uh, I like the um, uh, what's his name? What the hell's uh, Joe Hayden? You okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. pickup. Oh, and Josh Gordon, huh? Josh Gordon, yeah, that's <laughs> no, my boy. Yeah, Josh no, Gordon too, dog. No, no, no. Um. God bless it. I'm going blank right now. Uh, receiver that they picked up from Michigan. Uh, Donald Peoples Jones. No, 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 no. Derek Alexander. No, no. Back before that, uh, my boy played with. Um, I'm going blank on his name. Played with, uh, Kurt Henney. Um, uh, Chad Henney. Uh, Chad Henney got Kurt Henney. I'm uh, thinking of uh, Mr. Perfect. Yeah, Chad Henney. Oh, big, big, big dude. Uh, before Manningham, it was the guy before Manningham. Yeah, I'm. Try- I can't. Remember. What is his name? Yeah, okay, blind. whatever. Yeah, anyway, we got four. We got four. Yeah, whatever. Um, all right, here we go. Back to this is for both of you, uh, James. Top five places to view extraterrestrials or UFOs. Top five places to view. But and I know it said he's going to be at the top of that list. But do you have four more locations? Yeah, yeah I say he said he's at the top. Um, there's Norway's got those uh, strange lights going on there. Uh, Sedona has a lot of activity. Uh, Sedona, Arizona, Shasta has activity. Um, the Tetons, uh, Colorado, uh, this, I'm trying to remember where that area is. There's, um, there's a sand area. And if you want to see our, our own stuff, go to, uh, go to area 52 over there in Utah. Yeah. Oh, sweet. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Everybody thinks there's Area 51, but what about all the ones before and after? <clears throat> you know, 51. So there's quite a few. Oh wow, areas I wasn't aware of that. that. Uh, have technology. I'm gonna like I I don't know all these places, but uh, I know of Mount Shasta and everything. And the one place I've seen a UFO or UFOs was in Northern California, up in uh, like uh, around yeah, like a uh, redwood, like in the um uh. North north of San Francisco, like McKinleyville area, somewhere around there. Um, that's where I've seen the only time I've seen UFO that I can remember, anyways. But yeah, so that's my one and only yeah. top one. <laughs> well, wherever Baker Mayfield was, yeah, in, in was, West Austin, yeah, dude. was was dropping in pills, yeah, yeah. Well, West Austin. Appar- apparently, <laughs> um, you can you can find UFOs here in Austin, uh, yeah. according to Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Uh, do you have to- mm-hmm. uh? That was our top five game. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for playing along, James. Thank you very much for playing along uh, with the top five game. Yeah. Uh, do you have headlines for so us? So we got some uh, funny headlines here, man. Um, police arrest Arizona man after finding his severed finger. This is hilarious, man. So this guy got in a fight with someone. Authorities in Arizona have arrested a man who police believed severed his finger uh, severed his finger while slashing his neighbor's car tires after an argument. So he got in an argument with this dude, went over to slash his tires and cut his own finger off and they found it. <laughs> And they went to his house and arrested him. They're like, hey, man, you missing a finger? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. As he's holding like a blood, <laughs> blood-soaked hand and everything. He's like, no, nah, I, I did this cutting up cucumbers. They're like, no, nah, dog, you're going to jail. Uh, there was supposedly like a blood trail from the neighbor's driveway all the way to his house. <laughs> so that helped give it away as well. Uh, Francesca Wilkoff told police she found the finger on April 15th after discovering her vehicle had two slashed tires on one side. Police said a trail of blood led to a, to a nearby residence. Um, 
I was they, framed. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. I was framed. That's not my finger. My no, I lost my finger actually like two weeks ago. But you know, you really think I would drip blood <laughs> yeah. all yeah. the way to my house? Yeah. No, I, I was framed. He's like, uh, sorry about that. But uh, second headline: Man gets probation for selling fake virus protection. This is hilarious, man. It's even funnier that people bought this shit. This is what, what cracks me up. A Massachusetts man who at the outset of the coronavirus pandemic sold devices designed to be worn around the neck that he falsely claimed protected against viruses and bacteria has been sentenced to a year of probation, federal prosecutor said Wednesday. Uh, Jewel Lynn, 38, of Quincy, was also fined $1,500 at a sentencing Tuesday, according to a statement from the U.S. Attorney's Office of Boston. He pleaded guilty in December to distribution and sale of unregistered pesticides. So he started selling these things online on eBay, and he called them a Tomit virus shutout. It was a card-shaped device to be worn as a where lanyard. Was, where was this at? This is in um, Boston, in Boston, See, Massachusetts. That's, that's, man. I don't, I'm not surprised that we have that here, but I know like in, um, I don't remember, is in India or like Indonesia, Southeast uh, Asia area, where there were like <laughs> shaman who were claiming that they like had cleansed the area yeah. of the COVID vaccine and they were like, <laughs> You know, you don't need to wear the mask. And they were holding these big religious ceremonies where yeah. they were claiming, you know, that they were they would protect them from, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. come pray with me and I'll protect you from, you know, and, and you know, God's not there. Whatever God is they were praying to yeah. isn't going to let the covid get them. And of course, uh, it came. Still, yeah. It came. <laughs> but there was, I mean, I, I remember reading stories of like uh, definitely in India and I believe it was in Indonesia, um, one of those small islands in uh, in Southeast Asia where, mm. you know, they were like standing in rivers going, uh, yeah, yeah. you will not come. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. dude, you're in water and you're in close proximity. <laughs> like, I know you're outside, but it's like 500 of y'all yeah, yeah. on top of each other. Like it can spread that's really quickly. Happen, yeah. yeah. Like that's a Petri dish. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, last headline. This shit is hilarious, man. Cause these gender reveal parties are getting out of control. So explosion at gender reveal party rocks several towns. One New Hampshire family's gender reveal party was such a blast that it rattled towns set off reports of an earthquake and can be heard from across the state line, police said. Like, dog, you are doing way too much if you're doing this. You know what I mean? Just, I don't understand why everyone's got to go so big, got to go so big with this shit. Just, just tell say, people. Yeah. It's, or keep Pol it a secret. Yeah. But. Police in Kingston. Have you, have you heard of social media? You can just like make a post, dude. It's not yeah. <laughs> that big of a deal. Yeah. Police in Kingston, a town not far from the Massachusetts border, received reports of a loud explosion Tuesday evening. They responded to Toro Mayo, Quarry where they found people who acknowledged holding a gender reveal party with explosives. Dude, like what the hell? The source was Tannerite, 80 pounds of it, police said. I mean, they started a freaking <laughs> fire in California last year with this crap. Why do they, they start, keep doing yeah. it? Like you've this how many be, times yeah. do you have to put other people's yeah. lives in yeah. danger so that you can have the yeah. biggest surprise so you can be the bell of the ball? Yeah. Yo. Send a card. Yeah. That's still What's a saying? thing. And somebody will put it on the refrigerator in their kitchen. With your freaking car. Why do you yeah. keep blowing stuff up? Stop it. Man. Stop blowing stuff up. Yeah. Nobody cares that much. I don't care. Yeah, no one and no one wants to go to that Nobody there anyways. wants to be covered in blue powder because you wanted to have a freaking gender reveal party. Just tell people. Dude. You're not special. This is you're a, the eighteenth hundredth person today yeah. announcing that they're having a baby. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, stop doing that. It's annoying, man. Yeah. Uh this, they did it in a quarry, which is hilarious. The family thought the quarry would be the safest spot to blow up the explosives, which is typically sold over the counter as a target for firearms practice. Um, we heard this <laughs> god-awful blast, said a neighbor who lived nearby. Stupid. It's it knocked stupid. pictures off our walls. I'm all up for silliness and whatnot, but this was extreme. Uh, you hear about um, 
This is hilarious, man. You hear about Too that uh, stampede that happened yesterday? No. Um, I don't have I, uh, I don't have all of the facts. I just the story just came out today, but there was some big Jewish Jewish festival or a uh, uh, religious thing, and they were climbing up the uh, the up to this temple or whatever, yeah. and there's like thousands of people, and somebody slipped and fell on the steps, causing oh, an av- causing an uh, avalanche. avalanche. Human avalanche. Um, Forty four people died. A bunch of other people injured. Uh, so even, Jesus. even, even stairs hate Jews. Yeah. Um, God damn. <laughs> Shit. but that's a, no, that's, that happened. And it's like the, the, um, what's his name? Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, declared yeah. it a, uh, a catastrophe or a tragedy. What happened? Um, God damn. Ever since 2020 happened, all these natural disasters and yeah. stuff. And here we can't even get out of our own way. Yeah. And they caused, yeah, 44 people died falling down the stairs that's crazy that's you don't need to go up those stairs you haven't it's, yeah it's not necessary you don't have man. an elevator yeah yeah right you don't have an elevator god can't come meet you on the ground why you got to climb up the <laughs> yeah, stairs right? to the Sorry. um but no we do have a fun guest here yeah. a very insightful guy uh james thank you so much for joining us uh we have a lot of questions for yeah, you do. if you don't mind um sure. I, I think before we get into the deep stuff though we should start at the beginning and how you got into this uh there's a lot of interesting stories about your life prior to uh, you forming Yacidi. Uh I guess we should start at the beginning um, with your near-death experience and uh, and the lady in blue. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, your life before um, before spiritual enlightenment? Well, yeah, I was, I was raised in a really small desert town in uh, called Apple Valley, California. And the uh, uh, at five years old, I had bronchial pneumonia. I was in the hospital dying, and and uh, they told my parents several times, you know, that I wasn't going to make it through the night. And a woman kept coming to me and dressed in blue, and all the nurses there wore green, you know. So I kept asking about for this woman in blue, you know, where she was, and they kept telling me I was hallucinating, and I was in between worlds because I was kind of checking out. And uh, she would talk to me and, you know, stroke my head and talk and comfort me. And, and uh, you know, then I'd make it through the night. And then the last thing she did was she gave me a substance to eat, which was really strange. And I know some biophysicists and talked to them about it. And I, I think they've actually created it already. But the um, I ate it. It was like the consistency of ice cream, but it wasn't cold. And I ate it and... And then I was never sick after that. I didn't miss a day of school or anything. And and uh, little disclaimer, I'm not religious. I'm not Catholic or anything else. But it turned out to be be like Mother Mary. And she's she's here for everybody, all the children, you know. So it's it's uh, uh, it was pretty amazing. So I've had that connection all my life. And then I had a lot of interactions as a child uh, with all kinds of different entities. I, I would see spirits and beings and everything from grays and reptiles to the very spiritually and technologically advanced beings. And, and, uh, that was, that went on for quite a while. And when I was about 25, I had a drowning and went through the tunnel everybody talks about and ended up hanging out with the source. And, and it's, it was the most loving, joyous, blissful thing you can imagine. There's no, there's no ego there. It's not male. It's not female. It's just pure consciousness and energy. And there's no judgment either. It's just pure bliss. When you say the source, I've wanted to ask you this because I've heard you speak on the source before. What exactly are you talking about when you say the source? Well, everybody has different names. You know, you have God, great spirit, um, creator. You know, everybody has different names for it. And and unfortunately, the word God has, has been 
abused for so long that, uh, you know, to control and manipulate people and things like that. And so, uh, you know, and so a lot of people throw the baby out with the bathwater. But, uh, you know, there is a, whatever you want to call it, infinite intelligence, there is a higher consciousness and energy and it's at the core of every person's being. And the more we expand in, aware, in awareness, the more we connect with it. So it's at the, it's at your heart of hearts or right, you know, you go through the heart to connect to the soul and the soul is connected to the creator or source, whatever name you want to give it. So after that near death experience, drowning, going through the tunnel, how did that change your life? Cause you were doing pretty good in life up to that point. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, I guess by social standards I was, but uh, you know, I was in commercial real estate. I was on the board of chamber of commerce and, and, uh, I was doing really well. You know, I had everything. I had the nice car, you know, the the big house and everything you could think of. And I was only 25 at the time. And uh, the uh, uh, when I came back, I couldn't relate to that world anymore because everybody was, people would say one thing, think something else and feel something totally different. And they're always trying to, you know, screw you out of something. And and it was such a manipulative world and a backstabbing world. I just couldn't be a part of it anymore. So I just walked away from it. That's wild. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about East SETI? Uh, you've been doing this since 1986. What, do you, uh, what exactly do you guys do out there? And just to be sure, like you guys aren't just like uh, eating mushrooms and dropping acid, right? Like, <laughs> like there's yeah, a, we, we have a no drug policy. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a no drug policy that, yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. So you don't so want There's no to... alcohol, no drugs here. And because, you know, if we don't do that, people are going to say that, you know, you're all yeah. stoned. And, and uh, people are trying, <laughs> trying to make up, you know, they're trying to avoid that what's happening here by making up accusations and things. But, but basically, it's it's basically a place where people come from all walks of life. We have top physicists, biophysicists, um, uh, healers, teachers from all over the world, and share information and knowledge. And so it's it's very eclectic. And uh, you know, it's the only thing we don't have is wrathful gods. You know, we don't promote any of the. We everything is designed to empower the individual and and to you know educate people and to greater awareness of you know, the multi-dimension that we live in. I was a skeptic till I saw you had a brother out there. I was like, Oh, you got a black guy over here testifying. Okay. I got to listen now. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. Cause, Cause I was like, Oh man, this is just a bunch of people in Washington talking crazy. And I saw a black guy in the video. I go, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> Maybe there's some truth to this. He got a black guy out here. All right. Now, oh. I'll listen now. <laughs> we have, we have people from, I mean, we have a lot of elders from every nation come here and do lectures and workshops. And then we've had uh, triple PhD born engineers and skunk works from Lockheed and and uh, NASA and you know a lot of these people actually testified on coast to coast that you know these ships are real um, they don't know who they are and they're much more advanced than anything that that we've back engineered. Um, hold on, real quick. I, have, I yeah. wanted to go back to um, the tunnel things. I wrote a note down to ask you because you had said um, after uh, meeting the source that the source doesn't have a laptop that keeps notes on what we do. We do that ourselves. Yeah. It's written on our souls. I thought that was such a deep statement where there's not a God or somebody or an angel that's watching our every lives and keeping notes, but like our souls, it's written on our souls. So how does that, like, how does that play out? Like, you know, does that put more onus on us as, as individuals to, to yeah. make the right decisions that there's not somebody watching over us? 
Well, you know, there's personal responsibility and we we live in an action-reaction world, whatever you want to call it, and karma is real. And so, you know, the thing about it is if you go and murder somebody, basically you've got all their relatives coming after you and the law and everything else. So a lot of that's a given, you know, that's that you're going to have consequences. But on a soul level, all that your past lives are all recorded in your astral body on a soul level. So a lot of people are cleaning up karma from past lives and things like that. So there's, there's so much going on. If you don't factor that in the world doesn't make sense. You know, you see senseless killings and people doing things that don't make any sense. But when you factor in the the bigger picture, a lot of it does come together and make sense. You talk a lot about um, maintaining self-authority. Does this kind of fall in line with that as well? Yeah, definitely. Well, what happens, people give their authority way or their power way to external forces. And that's why we're in the predicament we're in right now is because, you know, people gave their power away to religions, to governments, to politicians, to all these people. And look where it's got us, you know, and, and they always abuse that power. When you create a position like that, somebody's going to come into it and usually eventually abuse that power and and extort money and wealth and and your freedom and everything else. And so, you know, we always, and the same thing in the other worlds too, is when, you, when you're in the spiritual realms, you really need to learn how to set boundaries, heal unseen negative influences, you know, because we have a saying, just because you're dead doesn't mean you're enlightened. And just because you're an ET doesn't mean you're benevolent. So, uh, people have to use discernment and and learn how to heal unseen negative influences and set you know firm boundaries when you run into these things. So can you tell us like what you got, how you guys uh, what's the method in which you guys try to contact ETs? Um, because you get like a group of people out there, and then there's a, there's a total process to this. You guys don't just like you know meet up and then eventually and then just immediately start trying to contact these these beings and stuff like that. Can you tell us what the process is like? Well, the, the contact is determined by the consciousness. Okay. And so if you come out there and you just want to see a ship, you know, you'll see, you'll see things flying around. You'll see things that you can't explain. And that's on, on one level. On another level, if you're awake or you're conscious or you're sensitive, you're not just going to see the ship. You're going to feel the ship and there might be a transmission of consciousness and energy or information. And so contact has so many levels to it. And it depends on where you're at in consciousness, the experience you're going to have. Uh, same thing with the, if you have a negative consciousness, you're going to probably attract negative entities to you and, and uh, those of like mind. So the mind in which you seek is the mind in which you connect. You know, So it goes back to personal responsibility. We have to rise in consciousness, rise to the occasion if we are going to work with spiritually and technologically advanced beings. There's a, there's a lot to unpack. Like I want to get deep into the alien stuff, but like I, I want the audience to under like understand who you are uh, yeah. and, and, and trust you. And like, you know, there's a lot to unpack. Cause like I got some deep questions, but um, mm-hmm. before you started ETC or excuse me, ECD, uh, you were at the TIC, you went to the TIC um, yeah. where, uh, which is the uh, teachings inner Christ. Uh, what type of stuff did they teach you? And like, what shape were you in when you went there? Because, I mean, this kind of led to you starting ECD, uh, the, the stuff that you, they said, you said. Yeah. Again. Well, that's, I'm he from the country, yeah. goddammit. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but like, they taught you a lot of stuff, which led to, you know, you opening this place. Um, was it like a 12-step program for spirituality? Or, um, like, or what did they teach? And how did they change you? 
Well, the problem is after the near-death experience, you're blown wide open. And I was seeing things and hearing things and having so many experiences, but I didn't have any tools, you know, on how to deal with it. So uh, they have some great courses there. One is inner sensitivity training. They have self-mastery training there. And it's very focused on a blend of Baba G, like East and West and Jesus. So, so it's like the how-to. This is how they did the work. It's just not reading the Bible and things like that. Okay, how do you do the work? And so they have a, a manual called Being a Christ, which is a beautiful book. And, and then I went through the Tibetan Foundation, and then I studied for probably 30 years with lamas and yogis and elders from, from other different nations, Hawaiian elders, things like that. So I studied all the different cultures, and, and so it's, it's uh, uh, what's nice is I already had my connection with Creator when I went to study with these different uh, groups, and I realized a lot of them are saying the same thing. They're using different terminology, but they all have the same levels and they all end up in the same place. And, and so we have to realize that, that we all came from source and we all go back to source, you know, eventually. And some go quicker than others because of their free will or choice. Do you think that you would have been able to um, start and, and maintain uh, the compound you guys have in Washington if, if it was not for your uh, experience with the TIC? Uh, well, it would have been a heck of a lot harder yeah. because without those tools, um, you know, there are forces that do all they can to stop this information from getting out. And, and, uh, without those tools, I think it would have been pretty rough. The the forces you're talking about are, you, you talk a lot about, um, non-human influence on us. Uh, other beings influencing uh, what's happening here on Earth, uh, whether it's scientifically, politically, uh, socially. Uh, is that what you're is that who you're referring to when you say it would have been harder for you to uh, to achieve everything you've achieved? Yeah, definitely. Um, I always tell people the reason there's so much non I mean, so much inhumanity on the planet is because there's a lot of non-human interference. And when you go up the ladder in any institution, as you climb up the ladder, it seems to get uglier and more, more uh, infiltrated by these energies. And, and when you get into the unseen negative influence part, um, there's everything in there from grays to reptilians to demonic to you name it. I mean, and when when people just seek power and wealth over others and and uh, they sell their souls for that, they eventually just have a real mess. And that's what we're dealing with. There's a big cleanup going on right now. Joe Biden is definitely like a reptilian, right? <laughs> he has to be. No, he's a great. Get you know it right. what, Dad? <laughs> that, that, that story is so complicated. Oh, There's really? so much going on there that... You know, the guy's eyes are supposed to be blue, right? Why yeah. are they black? Yeah, they um, are black a lot, man. And another thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another thing is, um, you know, they, they have technology that would shock people. They have silicon robotic AI stuff that that they can use. And uh, and they also have, you know, everything from masks to actors to clones. And so that world's pretty crazy when you get into it. Trying to decipher who you're looking at is is a rough one. Did you just say that Joe Biden's an alien? <laughs> <laughs> he is, man. He's, 
He's, I don't know what he is, but uh, he's <laughs> definitely not in our highest and best good right now. <laughs> we had the same conversation with G. Ever Griffin a couple of weeks ago yeah. about this. Uh, I don't think he he subscribed to it, but I, I said that I think that Biden is like a meat suit. You did say that. You said that's <laughs> something that came out of your mouth. Absolutely. I do, dude. I, I totally do. Look at him. He's just not he's not of this world. Um, I don't even. So you're out there at the ranch and you guys are having contact with uh, beings, not only from out of this world, but other dimensions. Uh, and you talk a lot about the different dimensions you listed, um, like the Laka, the Jossi, the Voltari, Palladians, Orion, Council of uh, Light, the Andromedans, Arturians, the Syrians, who we can see behind you over your shoulder. Um, mm -hmm. how many dimensions are there and what exactly are you talking about when you talk about dimensions? Well, I, I've experienced up to the 13th dimension, okay. different beings. Uh -huh. And when you go up to the seventh dimension after that, you have the void and then you have dimensions beyond that. So when, when you're talking about the seventh dimension, you're talking about beings that are fully realized. They're totally one with creator. And uh, they're unique, but they're one at the same time, which is a hard concept for us to, to, to hold on to. But when you get into the fifth dimension, you're in unity consciousness. And that's where people are. Uh, they've transcended all cultural, all religious programming. And they're just, you know, we're working on a soul level. And they know we all, we're all family. We come from the same source. And then there's more, you even let go of any sense of identity as you go into the sixth dimension. And in the seventh dimension, you're more of a collective consciousness. You're totally one with source. So there's, and there's so many levels within those dimensions too, as well. What dimension do we exist in? Well, we're, we're coming out of the third right now. We're going through the fourth and eventually we'll be hanging out in the fifth dimension. Like what, what is that? How does that change us? Like, are we still going to be sitting in this studio in the fifth dimension or are we going to be on a different, we're going to be communicating on a different level? Well, what happens is, is when you go into the, the fourth, your physicality is less dense, less dense physical, but everything's going on. So in, if I was in the fourth dimension, if I would to put my hand on a table uh, I would go right through the third dimensional table, but that table would be physical to me if it was in the fourth dimension. So, so it's, it's oh. the best way to understand it is each dimension is different. The laws are different. The rules are different. The higher dimensions are fully aware of what's going on in all the lower dimensions, but there's just, there's more expanded awareness, different rules. And, uh, more abilities as you move up the vibrational continuum. So Patrick Swayze was in the fourth dimension in the movie ghost. <laughs> uh, he was walking, through, yeah. yeah. Walking through doors and stuff. And then he realized how he could move stuff in our dimension. That's kind of what you're describing. Yeah, exactly. And then he started running into some negative entities too. And he yeah. goes, Oh my God, you know, there's negative stuff here too, but there's also in the fourth dimension, the lower fourth dimension is where everything goes bump in the night, the creepy stuff, the weird, you know, disfigured humans. You've got reptilians, grays, kind of astral beings, demonic type energies. It's some pretty ugly stuff going on in the lower 4D. The mid 4D is just kind of people on the same page. They're on the, the wheel of life. They're reincarnated on a regular basis. And you get in the high fourth dimension, you have guides and teachers and masters, but they're still stuck on the wheel because they haven't transcended culture and religious programming. So they're, they're still stuck on the reincarnational wheel. 
And once they let go of that, they go into the fifth dimension, which is unity consciousness, where you transcend all religious, all cultural programming, and you're you're just one with the source and each other. You know, it's a, it's a whole different reality. So how do you get to these uh, higher dimensions and everything like that? Is this something that your soul becomes aware of or uh, you learn through like lessons in life or they, what have they you? They talk about it in Hinduism a little bit. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, James, what, uh, do you have an answer? Well, basically everything has to do with frequency or vibration. And mm -hmm. by releasing all the old wounds and traumas and wrong conclusions from past experience and healing, then you raise your frequencies. And the more you raise your frequencies, the higher you move up the vibrational continuum. So it's a lot about, you know, owning your shadow side, doing your clearing work, your healing work, uh, releasing it, releasing the past. And, and then your frequencies rise up and then you start, you know, jumping dimensions basically. But you can actually be in a physical body and be pulling from the seventh dimension and have a seventh dimensional awareness or consciousness and still be in a physical body. Oh, wow. So, um, I used to, I used to, for, I, there was a portion of my life where I was like deep into Zachariah Sitchin. Like I was, yeah. uh, the book of Inky, the lost book of Inky, uh, and all that. In fact, after, after watching your documentary, uh, contact has begun too. I went back and started going through some of those old, you know, videos and stuff on the book of Inky that I watched years ago. Um, yeah. now knowing that knowledge as you do, is that the reason that you don't believe in modern religion as it stands because of, you know, the whole story where in modern religion, they don't tell us about all the, the about the Sumerian text and the lost, uh, the lost, uh, tablet. What's it called? The lost, the, the, the lost, the, the old thing, the, the dead sea scrolls. There you go. Boom. Yeah. There you go. The dead sea scrolls. Yeah. Yeah. They don't, you know, that stuff has kind of been cut out of modern religion, but you have that knowledge. Is that why you've strayed away from uh, modern religion? Well, the thing about modern religion is, uh, you know, it has a foundation. It's very, it's like a nest, you know, the birds are in the nest, they hatch and they start growing feathers, you know, and pretty soon they're ready to fly. And the problem is they don't want you to fly. You don't want you to get your feathers. And so, and so it, they want to keep you in that limited consciousness, you might say. And what my re research did is I started really going into um, some intense research on the, the ancient history of earth which goes back millions and millions of years and the earth has been colonized several times and this is all written in stone in in australia mm -hmm. in the gospel glyphs it's all there and it talks about the first beings that came here from ancient lyra and they would be the really tall kind of conehead guys from ancient lyra and it shows how they they uh mingled their DNA with the the Aboriginal people, which are the original people. So so there, there was a mingling of DNA there and experimentation. And then it happened more than once. There was a lot of experimentation that went on. So I know the ancient history of Earth, there's the Pleiadian colonies were in Atlantis and Lemuria. That's the last history that we kind of have some records of that there was in Atlantis and Lemuria. And, and so, I mean, this has been going on for, they have records of this in the clay tablets going on like 450,000 years, but actually went back millions of years of earth. And, you know, the earth went through pole shifts and massive volcan volcanoes going off and things like that and, and uh, tsunamis. And, you know, everybody had to start over as primitive several times on the earth. So, 
So we're a, a big mix down here. And, and the, when they established the Palladian colonies, other beans came from the Orion system. But it, it starts out with the ancient Larians and, and a bunch of Larians, they kind of had some problems and they're having wars on their home world. And then they, they split and the benevolent scientists went to the Pleiades. And from there, they started colonies in the Ryan system. And from there, they came to Earth, uh, Mars and Maldek or, or <clears throat> the other, people have different names for it. And, and unfortunately, Maldek or blew up and that's the asteroid belt right now. And uh, is that the same as Nibiru? The atmosphere off of Mars. Is, is Malbec the same as Nibiru? No, it's different. Okay. Uh, they, they have different, different cultures have different names for it, but uh, there's a problem we have that we start developing, you know, and, and then as we develop, we always split into two different factions. And like in Atlantis and Lemuria, the Lemurians saw the creator and all creation, everyone, everything. And the Atlanteans were worshiping knowledge and wisdom and science, you know, and they went, and then they started using their science to overpower and dominate. And, and that's where we're at right now. We're going through that same phase where one group is saying, Hey, you know, we're all together here. Let's all work together. Let's, and the other group is saying, you know, we've got, we've got uh, the technology now to know everything you do, what you do, what you say, what you eat. And we, we want total domination, total control. And, and we're we're going through that same uh, experience that split right now. What beings uh, that you currently are aware of or have contact with uh, are are the ones that side with the Atlanteans with the with the technology and uh, and and kind of the individualism as opposed to the community uh, approach? Yeah, a lot. You get a lot of grays. There's a gray alliance that sides with that. There's uh, reptilian energies that side with that, and some other ones, but. Uh, you know, they're all, they're all about power over others and control and domination, you know, and the new world order, whatever you want to call them. Uh, they're, they're totally into that. They, they want to, you know, basically get rid of 80% of us and have total supremacy and domination over the earth. And those guys are being cleaned out right now, as we speak, a lot of them aren't around anymore. Um, but you, you don't hear about it, but we will soon. You know, you're going to hear a lot of news. It's just going to blow people's minds really soon. Do they have colonies here on earth? Like, how do they do this? Are, like, are they, I know they can shape shift and they can be anywhere, but do they have like, like hollow earth? Like, are they, what's going on under Antarctica? Like, are they under Antarctica in, in the hollow earth or even, uh, Mount Adams? Like, are they, yeah. are, are they here like that? Well, th there's different groups that are, um, the inner earth, there's, there's a lot of extremely benevolent ones uh, in there. Um, there's, now this is going to go walk on the wild side because a lot of mythological creatures that we know of in the past are still alive on the inner earth. So you've got like the elementals, the gnomes, the fairies, the elven, elven beings and things like that. They're still alive and they still, they have an extremely advanced civilization there. And the Bermuda Triangle is part of that when they open the door up to go out to take their big ships out, things get sucked in, you know, but, uh, uh is that what that there's is? There's a lot more, more to that story, but there are pockets of, and a lot of deep underground bases and things like that, where the negative ones have been operating and they're being cleaned out right now. There's a massive move to clean them out. By who? 
by the benevolent, uh, the, the alliances that are working, the benevolent alliances and, and uh, our own military aspects of our own military are involved in that. Would that be like um, Operation High Jump with uh, uh, Admiral James Byrd when they went down to Antarctica? Like, is that kind of part of the taking on of those forces? Yeah, that didn't work out. Too. <laughs> they, they went after. Uh, they went after. Uh, uh, they're trying to find out where Hitler went and his bases and things like that. And there's some other people involved in that too. Antarctica. So that. Yeah, they kind of went in there with the wrong premise, but uh, <laughs> they went looking for Hitler and they found a bigger problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they found several problems there, but uh, the uh, the basically. What's happening right now is is that the more benevolent ones are in charge, the ones that have been here for a long time manipulating society. And, you know, they're the ones behind all the wars, even before Napoleon, you know, they and they finance both sides of every war. And and uh, they're the war and disease profiteers. And they've been just operating for quite some time and, and they're collapsing now. They're being taken out and uh, that group's take, being taken out. And there's another more benevolent group that's coming in now that that uh uh kind of like the white hats you might say or the patriot part or the people that are aligned with the universal law those people are aligned with these other alliances that are et alliances that are benevolent and and there's a massive cleanup going on because these wars have been going on throughout the galaxy i i you want to know what's really accurate believe it or not is star wars you know, oh, <laughs> if you really? want to know what's going on if you want to have a religion look at star wars you know there's a force there's a, a universal force and uh it's the higher force and then there's a negative force too and there's all kinds of entities manipulating you know that are in that darker forest that are playing games. And then there's the lighter force that's coming in to clean things up. All I heard is that I can be a Jedi. That's all <laughs> I took from that. <laughs> I can be a yeah. Jedi. <laughs> so, so you said that there's good intention aliens and there's bad intention aliens. Um, yeah. Like how, how are they coexisting? So to speak, how, how have they not like blown everything up or how is this like this war that's being waged? How has it not become more to the forefront for people like everyday people like cheat, like Cheatham and I, for us to see this stuff. Well, they've, uh, the problem with earth, it's way out in the outermost corner of the Milky way. It's in the boondocks. And so a lot of these wars have been fought in the Orion system and the other systems too. And so a lot of the escapees actually ended up coming to earth and things like that. And they've been here for a long time doing their thing. And, and when you, when you read, like even the Bible, when you read the Bible, you have the Old Testament, which is this jealous, wrathful God that no man can appease. That's kind of a genocidal maniac, basically. Kind of like a woman. And then, yeah. And then you have the New <laughs> Testament, the New Testament, and you have this all loving, all forgiving God. Mm. You know, what's up with that? Either God's totally schizophrenic or there's two different events happening here. Or they smoked some and weed so, and just kind of mellowed out a little bit. That could have been yeah. it too. <laughs> so, so basically what happened is they, um, they, there's a prophecy that should become a great one that'll bruise the head of the one who bruised the head of man. There's a Jewish prophecy and they're talking about Jesus when he came in. And there's a lot more to the story about Jesus that would freak people out. They couldn't handle the truth, but he, you know, you really think about it. Here's Mary. She's pregnant. Joseph's saying, I'm not going to marry this woman. She's with the child and I haven't laid with her. And this being appears to him, a higher dimensional being, and says, 
this is God's child or, or our child, your realm is your own. And Joseph says, yes, sir. Okay. So who's, who's Jesus's dad? It wasn't terrestrial. Wow. Right. Would that be like an Anunnaki or something? Like, is, is, is that the theory? Uh, no, it was another group, but, uh, it was, uh, there's a lot of Pleiadian and Andromedan, which are mythologically known as archangels that were involved in that. So they took their genetics added to Mary's genetics, which were very pure. And they created a vehicle that Jesus could occupy because his soul force was so powerful. He would have fried the synapses of a regular body. So there's a lot more to the story. Now, scientifically, we can do that now. We can we can take DNA and transfer it with a laser and water holds DNA. So we can take a laser and shoot through a salamander egg into a frog egg and, and uh, the frog would become a salamander. Wow. And so we can do that now. We have that technology now. So you can imagine what these extremely advanced beings, what kind of technology they have. Wait, we can do what? We can change a frog into a fish? Yeah, we can do whatever we want. We can transfer DNA with lasers right wow. now. So a frog egg would just come out and it's a fish swimming. They, yeah, it'll be a salamander or whatever you want. You know, it's like. Uh, oh, that's wild. fucking trippy. Okay. That's what's yeah. up. Like, all right. I didn't know we was doing that. I knew we was cloning people. Oh. I didn't know we was changing species on each other. Well, there's a guy named Dr. Emoto when I was in Japan and I was talking to him and he was talking about how water holds frequencies and and you can totally change the crystalline nature of water. And then we we're talking about the other, the latest scientific evidence where they can actually change the DNA and that water will hold the template of DNA in a non-physical uh, form that will actually become physical, actually build out of the ether that DNA. Hmm. So. It, it's pretty crazy, and and you and then you get into our secret space fleet and the technology they have. Mm -hmm. It's fine. They're like hundreds of years ahead of us. You know, they've got med beds. They've got extreme technology. You talking about solar winds? What's that? Are you talking about solar winds? Solar warden. Solar, solar warden. Excuse me. Yeah. Is that yeah, that's part of it. That's okay. Part of it. So so what's happened is they're going through a shift. They were kind of cabal oriented. And they're breaking away from the cabal and uh, and they're aligning with the benevolent. And we're in the middle of that. And the vast majority of our military and the secret space fleet and everything is, is, has already shifted into alignment with the benevolent, the higher dimensional beings and, and the very spiritually and technologically advanced off-worlders. So, go ahead. I was going to say, so if that's happening though, James, like uh, why are we seeing more results like that uh, here on earth? Because, a lot of people will say that things are just getting worse and worse and, you know, the the income gap inequality is getting worse and worse. I think that's the cabal, bro. Yeah. Yeah, that's the. That's well, no, I agree. But I'm saying like if he's saying that the benevolent, like benevolent forces are becoming more powerful. And yeah. so I just want to know, like. Well, they still got to get rid of those cats, you know? Yeah. So when uh, how how is this going to happen? And when will we start to see results? When will things start to get a little bit better? Because as we see now, like things are just yeah. continually. Chad's getting... got him on the clock. He's like, y'all been on the clock for two minutes. <laughs> yeah, All right, yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah, where's yeah. this? No. Where's it happening? No, I, agree. <laughs> I, I agree. They have this thing. They always say soon. And it really irritates me. I go, yeah. what does soon mean to you? Yeah. Yeah. Time yeah. Our time. But uh, uh, what's happened is there's the earth is there's a higher consciousness and energy that's coming in on the earth. Mm -hmm. That's and, and it's, we're moving through a highly energized place in space. We haven't been before. 
the sun's going ballistic, everything. We're just getting blasted by, by more energy. And people don't realize when you get a major solar flare, there's consciousness within that flare as oh, well. Because yeah. light holds consciousness and energy too. So in the big picture, what's happening is that we're evolving. We're on a fast track of evolution right now. And it's pressing in. So the the earth itself is expanding. She's expanding, evolving, raising in frequency. And so what when that happens, you're gonna see chaos. It, it, there's going to be chaos because we have to go through. Uh, if you if you understand semantics, whenever they turn the frequency up, everything goes into chaos and it takes a new form. And then they turn it up again and it goes to chaos and takes a new form. So this energy is bringing everything up for us to see right now. And the stuff that was all hidden before that was operating that we didn't even know about is just coming up in our faces and we're all having to look at it. And that world is is going down, it's collapsing, and we're in the middle of that collapse, and then it's going to shift back into rebuilding and, and more alignment with universal law. Um, in the book of Inky, they talk about Mars being a way station, uh, and then yeah. and then they switched it from Mars, and they, uh, they moved over to the moon because the gravity on Mars was, was too, uh, too strong. Uh, uh-huh. Is the moon still a way station? And if so, is that why we can't go onto the far side of the moon? Yeah, well, what's going, the moon is an interesting story because if you look in ancient history, there was a time when we had no moon, then we had two moons, and then we have one moon. And the moon is in the perfect position to create the tides and actually for life on Earth. Without the moon, we'd just be a big stagnant pond, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh uh, the the moon has undergone several transformations. It it was a way station for the first terraformers in the beginning that came to Earth and they were creating the colonies and terraforming the Earth. And then uh, it got taken over by some negative forces like reptilian energies for a while. And now those have been outed and it's shifting back into the benevolent side again as well. So Mars is the same way. Mars uh, has a lot of problems. And People don't realize, and this is a hard step for people to realize, but we've been going back and forth to Mars since 1968. So we've had that technology through the secret space programs Mm -hmm. and the other stuff since, uh, and the Germans had it before that, you know, and, and so, so it's like, uh, we have that, we don't need to be sending rockets up in a big show and, you know, sending, you know, astronauts up on firecrackers and hope they get back. I mean, that's that's just window dressing. You know, yeah. Keep everybody paying taxes and everything. And the reason why they don't. Yeah. So the reason why they don't tell people why they have this secret space po- program and everything is because if people found out about the technology that was necessary or required to do these things, then we would start to have discussions about free energy and why people are toiling away at meaningless jobs for the entirety of their lives when we have the ability to produce free, clean, sustainable energy. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. You, you really think about it. If they were to come out and say, hey, you know, we've had, you know, anti-gravity and counter-gravity, which it propels things several thousand miles an hour instantly. And we've had fuelless energy, you know, and we have uh, replicators, you know, where you can replicate anything. Uh, what would that do? I mean, you'd see an end to all the oil industry, you, the coal industry, all these industries would go down, uh, all the, the big super moguls, you know, would go down because you would create everything and people be totally free to 
you know, you know, go off in their own creative endeavors, whatever they want to do, you know, they wouldn't be stuck in survival anymore. So, you know, enslaved through dependency because everything would be there. So they, you know, the cabal wants to keep everybody with their nose to the grindstone and enslaved through dependency. And, and that's been the game. And so they're leaving, they're being taken out right now. So we're in the transition period of a whole new system coming in, but you know, the Native Americans knew about this way back in the day and they, in their prophecies, they, they said there's a beast and the beast is 2000 miles wide. And that represents how long it's going to rain. And they said the beast is all consuming. It wants to control and dominate everything and said, eventually the beast consumes itself. And then we have the thousand years of peace and we reunite with the star nations and everything's awesome after that. So so basically, they've known about this for, there's a lot of Native American prophecies and other prophecies. Like if you travel to the elders and ask them where they came from, most of them all point at the Pleiades. Mm-hmm. And the Pleiadians did start the first colonies of Atlantis and Lemuria. And then the other groups came after that and joined in. You know, based off of your question, Chad, this just led me to this. Like, do you think and either one of you, do you think that um, the reason that Trump started Space Force was because like they had to like this information was coming out that we have these technologies. So if you start Space Force, you can kind of cover for all the things they've been doing for the past 30 years yeah. uh, without having to say, oh, we've been doing this. They can just yeah. say, oh, we created this now because mm-hmm. we have this thing. I, I kind of felt like Space Force was a cover uh, because I was like, when when it happened, I was like, we have the solar wardens. Why yeah. would you create a space force if we already have one? And but That's it wasn't question. public. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think that that could probably be why we started the space force? I'm asking you to um, to speculate here. Yeah, no, it is. It's definitely why. That's okay. why they created the space force to have a an avenue to bring out all these technologies. And, oh wow! And Trump's very involved in that big time. Uh, he was, he was involved back in the Nixon days. He was involved in that. So what? Uh, wow. yeah, they had a plan to bring this stuff out way, way back. Uh, they already had fuelless energy and technology and all that stuff. So this, there's a plan that's unfolding that goes back years, years and years, you know, back to the Kennedy assassination and before that. So, so, uh, to get rid of the cabal and bring in these technologies and we're seeing it start to unfold right now. I was going to say, do you think that they are going to try and use aliens as a way to garner even more power? Because we have the, you've heard them say many times that Ronald Reagan has said this too, that he wonders if people would come together under the threat of a, uh, like a ET. Um, they hang threat. that over our head a yeah, lot. Like, yeah. they, you know, oh, well, we can always do the aliens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, aliens yeah. is always like looming in the background. Exactly. Like there's a, Break, yeah. break glass in case of emergency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a great point. Bring on yeah. the aliens, great you analogy. know, yeah. which is kind of a threat. But yeah, no, yeah. that's a great analogy. But do you, do you think that uh, they will try to use this as a guise for uh, garnering even more power, even more so than they've even taken, taken during uh, uh, COVID? Well, that was, was one of their plans. It was on their books. And uh, I think that's been thwarted because everybody knows it. Everybody knows mm-hmm. about that plan and they're not going to buy into it because they could do things with project blue beam yeah, yeah, yeah. holograms and, and using Easily. our own back engineered stuff. But I think there's been a big movement on the inside where people said, we're not going to participate in this. And, and, uh, 
And so a lot of the cabal has been taken out and they're continuing to be taken out and their puppets, you know, their political puppets and everything else are being taken out. And, you know, in the big picture, people are going to be shocked when they see some of the people we thought were the bad guys were actually going to be the good guys. And the people we thought were the good guys are going to be the bad guys. Name names. Who you got? Who's a good guy? Who's a good guy? Tell us who a good guy is. Is it George Bush? Say George Bush. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Stay away from the bushes. Uh, Yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah, you know, we, we all know, you know, well, we know like Hillary and, and Obama and the Bidens and all that stuff. They're all cabal players and, uh, and, and some of them were cabal players because they're kind of out of the picture now, but, uh, uh, there's so much going on right now. If if I actually told you what's really gone, everybody would think I would I was full blown crazy. I don't think you're crazy. But, Tell uh, me. <laughs> yeah. I have I have some friends in high places and and around the world and and within certain families and things like that, and they keep me informed of what's going on. And there's a complete transition going on for the good. You know, it's that's it's, good uh, to know uh, because a lot of times I feel like it's the opposite because we see what's going on and we see like how much more power has been. Uh, uh, ascertained during the the like the pandemic and everything like that, and that's definitely been worrisome. Yeah. Uh, but you're saying that things are changing for the better, and that we're starting to see like a shift in consciousness. Um, and a lot of this is coming from, like you said, like solar flares and everything like that. This we're entering a place in the in the uh, universe that uh, helps uh, with consciousness and everything like that. Is this had to do with like the age of Aquarius and everything like that? And the uh, uh, the yeah. New, the, yeah. Similar, uh, similar. It's just, it's about evolution, the earth's evolution, and she's evolving and going to the next level. And we have to go with it, you know, if we're going to stay here. And if you're not frequency specific to this shift, you won't be here. Basically, that's the bottom line. Wow. It's not a, it's not a threat. It's mm-hmm. just, it just is, you know, the earth's evolving. We have to evolve along with her and the tyrants are not frequency specific. They, they're focused on on power and wealth and greed and at the expense of humanity and the earth. And that's a very low frequency and uh, it's not going to make it. Their kingdoms are going to crumble. Even their bodies are failing. Are they still taking minerals and resources from earth and sending them back to their planets to help out? Like I know like the Anunnaki took uh, gold from earth yeah. so to, to, re, to replenish their, um, their ozone, um, their atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Is that type of stuff still happening today? Um, from what I understand, um, that was a failed experiment. They tried to 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 get, keep their plan together; it didn't work. Okay, and uh, so they're not involved in that anymore. Um, they they had to let that go and move on to other places and other other. But they're everywhere. I mean, they're they're now. When you talk about the Anunnaki, there's a lot of misunderstanding about the Anunnaki because there were benevolent Anunnaki, and then there's the fallen Anunnaki, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing. The benevolent ones were in service mode and they wanted to have everybody reach their highest potential and, and things like that. And then you had the fallen ones that wanted to control, enslave and dominate. And, and the benevolent ones actually left for a while. And, and uh, there was, they, they had a little war between themselves and now they're returning. The benevolent ones are returning and holding, holding the fallen ones accountable for, for stepping outside of universal law. So You've got the benevolent Anunnaki. You've got the, the positive Larians, the the uh, the Orion Council of Light, the Palladians, the Syrians, which are feline beings. Um, they're all interacting right now. And, and uh, 
what's funny, these feline beings are all throughout history. If you do the research, they're all throughout India, throughout throughout ancient Egypt and things like that. And uh, uh, there's statues of them and, and everything else. So they've been around a long time. And there were some some of those that, that uh, but they called them the protectors of the gods, basically. But when the gods fell, they said, we're done here. Mm. So my cat could be one of these people, right? Well, it could be a same DNA, just much higher manifestation. I think she is. You, Cheetah, you met her. You would have to agree, right? No, she's a cat. No, dude, she's a she's a cat. She's on a, a very much higher plane than than any of us. I think she sleeps. Well, the animals animals are more subjective, and so they're more tuned in than we are, unfortunately, because we let our egos and our objective mind take over. So we so a lot of us have kind of lost connections, but. The animals can see things and sense things we can't and uh, and energies as well. You know, I had a dog that was not from here. He, he'd have, <laughs> I have a picture of him. He has lasers coming out of his eyes with orbs up in the sky. It's Damn. pretty crazy. But he could sense anybody that came on the property. He knew what your character was about. Oh, wow. If you weren't, if you weren't of good character, he would let you know. You know, he would his hair would stand up and he would not go near you. We should have him do that like the next election. Just like. (laughs) (laughs) Walk past this dog on the stage. He just barks at both of them. He'll bark at all of them. Um, Like now that we got all this background info, like uh, how does this relate to the work you guys are doing at ECD Ranch? Well, basically a lot of work we're doing here is, is educational. It's like public acclamation that there are higher dimensional beings here. And, and also the awareness how to maintain your self-authority and heal any negative influences that might be at play. Um, there's so much that goes on here because we, we have people from all walks of life come here and teach and, and heal in different nations. So it's just a place where, where the elders, the scientists, everybody can come together and share, hopefully, in the highest and best good of humanity on the earth. That's what we, we gear it towards. It's not just a place where you can go and see some UFOs. There's, it's about a lot more than that. That's a byproduct. You know, I was, I was telling them seeing the UFOs as bait because people <laughs> see the UFO and they go, Oh, wait a second. These are real. Yeah. So if these are real, what else have we been lied to about, you know, what, and then they start asking, well, who's on the ships, you know, and then you go, well, you got to rise the occasion to, if you want to connect with them. And then they start healing and releasing the past. And the next thing you know, they're, they're on their way. So, so it's kind of like a, they're like the cheerleaders. I'd say, you know, the dazzle duty cheerleaders up there saying kids, there's more, you know, there's yeah. a lot more going on than, you know, and uh, you also do some healing out there at study, right? Yeah. We do a lot of uh, uh, transpersonal release sessions, which we clear any kind of unseen negative influences that are affecting people. We take them and clear past life. We go into childhood trauma and clear that out and connect people in. And uh, we also have uh, uh, plasma beds and things like that. We're working, we're really hoping to have the med beds here, but that's gonna be a while. But uh, uh, we, we have a lot of different, uh, we sponsor a lot of other people that that have uh, energetic healing work, you know, and there's we have massage therapists, all that stuff going on here. Uh, so random question, uh, can you remote view? Are, are you, uh, do you have that, uh, ability to remote view? I don't like to admit it, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had, well, I had John Vivanco out here doing a workshop and I took his workshop and, and he said, I did the three martini remote view because 
um, I nailed everything down to down to specifics. Like one of the targets was was the Lincoln assassination. And so when I was looking at it, I drew a theater, I drew a balcony, a big black vortex. I said something really bad happened there. I got extreme headache and uh, and it was really weird. I drew a black hat and a black cat, which which didn't make sense because the cat threw me off, you know, this black cat. And, uh, and I said, somebody got hit in the head, shot in the head there. It's in a theater. And, and I hit it right on the button. But the, uh, we couldn't figure out what the black cat was about. And, and then we Googled it and it said that he was the first one to introduce a cat into the White House. He had a black cat oh, wow. and it still wanders the halls to this day. It's like a ghost cat that's, that's hanging out in the, in the White House. So I thought that was, but, but I hit a bunch of other ones just right on, but you know, I don't want them to come looking for me now to be <laughs> the reason I asked, cause I was just wondering, cause like with those, um, with the wars you talked about those, uh, in other dimensions and going out in other parts of, uh, in Orion, uh, if it was possible for you to see what was happening and what, and, and what that looks or yeah. feels like. Well, see, that was, I'm aware of my, my lives in those civilizations. Cause that's one of the things the near death experience did for me. And then the other contacts, made me aware of that. So I've, I've had lifetimes in the Pleiades and the Orion system, you know, and I was on the ships and things like that. So I have full awareness of all that. And, and there's a lot of ancient history, a lot of major battles that went on and that's being cleaned up right now. Uh, the last bit of that's being cleaned up and, and uh, Earth's again, one of the last vestiges were because we're so far out in the, in the galaxy, but uh, we're undergoing that right now, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's on earth right now. This is the big, this is the big cleanup, the last, last holdout, you know, for the dark side is on the earth. Wow. That's crazy. And, uh, we're, we're going to wrap up soon here, but how does, how does ECD fit into that? How does what the work you guys are doing now, uh, help fit into the cleanup? Well, it's, it's all about, you know, healing people in consciousness and raising their consciousness. And, and it's like, if you, let's say if you have somebody that's connected to the source or light or what God created, whatever you want to call it, that's going to interact with, you know, a thousand other people that aren't, you know, by holding frequency and raising frequency. So the more people you can get out there that are really plugged in and connected and, aligned with universal law and holding a frequency, it's going to affect everybody else. And, and so that's just one of the things we're on a vortex where the veils are very thin here between worlds. So people can come here and experience their own multidimensionality, you know, the uh, vibrational continuum. And so it's not just physical ships. People are saying pure energy ships are saying light ships are saying everything going on here. So it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to even explain what goes on here because it, it's a multidimensional experience for people. Can you explain the power ups? I'm sorry, Mark, I, uh, that was go ahead, go ahead, brother. Uh, the the power ups that people see when they're at the ranch when they're looking at the yeah. uh, what, yeah. what what is happening when when those ships power up? Well, they're saying hi. Basically, they're powering their their field up and they become a huge ball of energy. You know, to be a little light going across, and all of a sudden they just go boom. You know, and then they'll make a turn or whatever. And people are going. You know, those are iridium flares, and most of those are gone anyway. But uh, 
they have all kinds of ex explanations for them, but we use um, the data. We use Heavens Above and other, we used to use JTracker and other things to know what satellites are up there, what, what else is up there, space stations, other things. And, and we use that data. We use their data to show these are not ours. And these are treetop level and they're massive coming in. So there's, and they do things, you know, a little more from one into four ships and back to one again. We have it all on film. So it's. Yeah. You can see that such yeah, a we website. Have, yeah. Uh, said you know, we have like 200 witnesses on the ground. We have the photographs, the video, we have everything. And what's interesting, we're probably one of the most censored UFO groups on the planet right now, because that right now we're being censored out of all the major UFO events and, and uh, like even, uh, Ancient aliens came out here and censored me completely out of the out of the Did show really? because yeah they don't want me talking about the higher dimensional stuff going on they want to keep it all distance and ancient and in the past and they don't want to say hey but it's still going it's on here still. now for those who want to experience it so you you alluded to it a little bit there but I watched the Pyramid Code I'm not sure if you've seen this but it's a uh, one of the most influential documentaries it's a series. Uh, one of the most influential documentary series in my lifetime that I've seen. I watched it several times. It used to be on Netflix, and now it's just on YouTube. But uh, they say the phrase a lot, and you use it as well, as above, so below. And I just wanted to get, if you could tell our listeners, like, what exactly that means. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of interesting because they, when you move up through the dimensions, as I said before, there's there's many worlds. There's worlds, even Einstein said that, there's worlds within worlds all around us. And there's different timelines too. And so it gets really complicated because when you talk about a ship, you know, people are saying, who are they? Where are they from? You're going to have to ask, when are they from too? Because they all have, most of those ships have time travel capability too. So, so it's like, it gets really confusing for people. You know, some people have meltdowns trying to wrap their head around this, but um, there's wars going on, temporal wars, there's timeline wars, there's changes in, you know, in timelines, there's all these things are happening at once right now. And, and it, it gets, it's pretty, pretty outrageous when you really wrap your head around it. But uh, like as above, so below, I, I, I think that's kind of limited. There's, we live in a multidimensional uh, universe existing on a vibrational continuum. So it's all about frequency. Basically you raise your frequency, you expand in awareness. You're going to take on more uh, of the unified field, which we all live in. And so the more you expand, the more awareness, the more you have knowledge of these other, and you're going to experience these other planes and dimensions. And we all have that ability we have that, whatever you want to call it, the God spark within us that we can expand in awareness, but they want to keep us believing that we're a body and a personality and keep us locked in the first three chakras, which are survival, sex, and power. And that's what, you know, Hollywood does and the music industry, everything wants to keep you locked in the first three chakras, but you want to get out of there and get into the heart and get into the higher dimensions. And that's when you start experiencing things and, and it, there's nothing wrong with the first three chakras. It's just about balance. It's well, just about, you know, integrity and balance. I want to ask you, uh, because of some of the things that you've said here, what do you think happens when we die? When we well, quote dude, unquote a, die? That's a whole nother episode. Cause I want to talk about reincarnation with them real bad too. That's a whole <laughs> hour conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can sum it up really easy. Yeah. Your, your frequency determines where you go. Oh, really? So if you're holding a lot of, 
a lot of victim programs, a lot of anger, a lot of resentment, a lot of control and domination energy, that kind of energy, you're going to go into the lower fourth dimension. If you're focused on love and joy and bliss and service to humanity and nature and creator, you know, seeing the creator and all creation, you're going to go, go up to the higher dimensions. It's that, and there's just different levels of, of consciousness that your consciousness determines where you go. So I saw a medium recently. I spoke with a medium or a pretty famous medium. Uh, what, what, uh, how are they, uh, uh, communicating with people from other dimensions? Well, a medium, usually they're working within the psychic realm mm -hmm. and, and you have to pierce the psychic barrier to get into the higher dimensions. So most of them are working in the fourth dimension and, and, uh, in that, and pl they're playing in that arena and, and, you know, it's real, it's true, but you know, why not go higher? So you live out in Mount Adams, right? Correct. Yeah, we're at the base of Mount Adams so, in Trout Lake, Washington. So, so it's like out in the middle of nowhere. I got to ask you, how often do you pee outside? <laughs> uh, whenever I can. <laughs> I got, hold on. I don't. I don't. I would live, too. I don't want to live in a place where you can't, I can't pee. pee hey, I live in the I, city, and I, I still do. I don't give a yeah, shit. That's a fact, facts. <laughs> yeah. Um, like the one thing, the one uh, out of all the stuff I was looking at about uh, the ranch and everything you've done, the one thing that <laughs> caught me like. Like I, I rock with everything you, everything we talked about. Like yeah, I'm, I'm with you, and I've done research on this stuff years ago. Um, but then you talked about the Bigfoot walking through, um, yeah, <laughs> the one that like would run up to people and then run off and stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's got to live you, by you, right? Are you for real? Are you for There's real with the Bigfoot? Family. Yeah, I bet there is. There's a whole family here that comes by. There's a. Uh, there's a juvenile one that he's kind of breaks the rules and he, and he engages people and messes with people. <laughs> um, we have so many witnesses that have seen Bigfoot. Um, I personally, I, I just leave them alone. I mean, I've seen them and I've connected with them and I think they're beautiful beings. They're extremely sensitive beings, you know, and if, if you, there's no saying up here, if you, Try to go out and catch catch Bigfoot or find Bigfoot. You'll never find it. But mm -hmm. if it wants to, it'll find you. So, uh, you know, if you go out there with an open mind, loving heart, and pure intent, and and, and set the intent, you know, you're going to have an experience. And we've had so many witnesses here that have seen Bigfoot. We actually put peanut butter out for them and apples, and That's they just awesome. disappear. That's all crazy. The time. You but, say uh, Bigfoot's a shapeshifter. Yeah, they can phase out. I've seen them phase out. You know, they'll wow. phase in, they'll be walking, all of a sudden they just phase out and disappear. What is Bigfoot about? What, what? Why do they exist? Why are they here? They're they're part of the human experience that evolved naturally okay. in nature. They can they can do things that shamans can do naturally. They can phase in and out, shape shift, do all kinds of things like that. Wow. And, so and. They're like what human evolution could have been. That's one yeah. of the branches of evolution we could have gone down had we not got stuck in the in the money wheel. Yeah, and there's more. There's more than that too, because there is um, kind of an android one that we actually had the hair from one of those, and we had it analyzed, and it was about three and a half feet long. It was perfectly hollow, and it was synthetic. It was silicon based. So the ETs have a Bigfoot that they use to kind of monitor the area. And, and if they're doing some work, they're like the big dog that that keeps people out of the area, oh, you know, shit. things like that. So there's different <laughs> levels of Bigfoot. We ain't going to Mount Adams. Man. I mean, I was I was all about to, like, you know, yeah. book myself a trip out there till you said there was an alien Bigfoot barking at people. It's I don't a different type of Bigfoot, man. <laughs> well, like, you know, if you, again, if you have the right consciousness, the aliens will 
interact with you. Oh, okay. You know, they'll show you things, but uh, we have to rise to the occasion. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, you really think about it. The reason I don't, I mean, I know where the whole families of Bigfoot live, but I won't tell people because that's their area. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their, and people are going to go up there and harass them and try to become famous and things like that. So, yeah, I don't talk about it, but you know, I've, I've seen them up close and personal on, on several occasions and, and, uh, I, I don't have any fear of them. I don't have any, uh, actually I, I, they're extremely sensitive. You're really lucky if you even, if one even presents itself to you. Wow. Um, like last thing for me, at least, uh, all the contact you've had with, you know, the ships and stuff going overhead. Have you ever had face-to-face personal contact um, on Earth? Like, have they come down and visited you? Any any beings? Yeah, in the very beginning, I had a lot of contact with Pleiadians, and they actually landed here and, and took me up on the ship and things like that. And then I was going out of body on the higher dimensional ships and checking those out as well. That was part of the training the, with, the, with the other training I did. But... Uh, yeah, I've had face-to-face, and the ones I had face-to-face contact were women and just drop-dead gorgeous, beautiful, just the most mm. loving presence you ever saw. And most of them are women because because people don't react. If you have a really powerful man show up, it freaks people out. Mm. But something about women are more accepted without fear and without... Uh, so a lot of the first contacts are women. Are they humanoid they're, they're, in features? Oh, yeah. 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 They can, they can drop their frequency and walk right among us and we don't, wouldn't even know it, you know, but you, if you're sensitive, you'll feel it. If you're sitting next to one, your hair will stand up and you'll start, you'll feel the energy, you know? If we think we're sitting next to one, how do we bring that up in conversation? Do you just say, Hey, is you Palladian or is there a, is there like a secret word to let them know, (laughs) Hey, you can drop and feel, let me see real form. Like, just put a thought on them, you know, just say, yeah, I know who you are. And, and they'll turn around and look at you. But, you know, the basically, if you really want to see an alien, just go in the bathroom, turn the light on and look in the mirror. Cause we're all, we're all aliens. Yeah. The earth has been colonized several times and we're a big mix of genetics down here. So it's not like we need to hold them so far away. You know, they're, they're our brothers and sisters, basically they're the, the, the greater family of man, you might say, and, and they've gone through their tribulations. They've gone through their wars and plagues and everything else and transcended all of that. So they're here to help us do the same. Me and Cheatham are going to come up there sometime, man. We're going to do some micro dosing and some mushrooms. I don't do any of that. <laughs> I'm trying to get some alien yeah, booty. Um, are you familiar with Marina Abramovich? Does that name register to you? Yeah. Yes. Familiar. Um, all right. Cause I've been, you know, in the midst of all the research I did years ago, like her name kept coming up and I started looking into her and what she, what she's into. Is she, is she one of the, does she work for maybe one of the negative beings or one of the, one of the, them, or what is, what is her deal? Cause I feel like she's been around longer than people think. Like she's been on earth for yeah. a long time, like maybe a couple hundred years. Uh, but I'm not sure. I just, I, I, nobody else I've ever talked to has really heard of her until right now. So like, what is yeah, the deal with Marina yeah. Abramovich? Well, I mean, you, you know, look at what she does. Mm-hmm. Look at, look at what she surrounds herself with. She's all about power and wealth and, and uh, s- serves a much darker force, basically. Fourth dimensional, yeah, lower. Really, 
Yeah, because there's there's a satanic Luciferian element, and it's tied into the Illuminati and the Rockefellers, and it's replete throughout Hollywood and the music music industry. And she's tied into all that 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 part of the. She's like one of their head people that run things, and so you want to really stay away from that. Like power and wealth is not worth it. You know, you don't want to sell your soul, become famous, and and get the bucks. You know, basically. Awesome, man. This was such a great interview. Thank I you for answering it. Yeah, like I, I, I did. I was scared to ask you that question. I was like, I'm going to look yeah. like a crazy person. But uh, no, because that's what I felt. I yeah. felt she was definitely dealing with a lot of the darker things. And she tries to put it off as performance art. Uh, but I'm like, that's yeah. not art, bitch. That is witchcraft. Like you are. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> well, look at spear cooking. Look what they yes, do there. Yes. Yeah. All the politicians involved in that. That's, the, that's obvious. You know? Right. The writing with the blood on the walls and uh, yeah. and all of that, I was like, this chick, I, it, it could be freak. it could be fake or she could really be on some stuff. Yeah. Look, well, look at Podesta and his fingers, where he's sliced his fingers and mm-hmm. done all that. You mm-hmm. know, so uh, they're all a lot of the top levels of of uh, of the political arena. And believe it or not, even the religious, like the Catholic Church thing, they're all involved in a lot of this oh, stuff. I believe and, that, yeah. And that's going to be cleaned up because there are good people within the churches that are fed up and they they realize what's happening at the top and how dark it is. And so this movement, they're going to come forward and call this out. And there's going to be a big cleanup, you know, on, on within every institution, there's going to be a big cleanup. That's great, man. Dude, I this is, great. Yeah. this is probably my favorite interview. This has um, been a great one. Man. I, I've I enjoyed this conversation. Like I don't get to talk about this stuff in depth with anybody that has knowledge on it really. Uh, so like I'm yeah. told, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna if you can slide me a little discount I'm gonna come up there and visit you we're gonna have to talk some more <laughs> and I'm gonna have to see some some uh experience some of these things that you guys are doing up there but man you yeah. like you just helped me with a lot of things that I've just held inside a lot of questions that I haven't been able to ask because people would look at me like I'm weird uh, and you just took them head on and I really appreciate that like I'm not crazy thank you. Chad might be crazy. I'm straight. Oh, I'm like, definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely a little crazy. But yeah, uh, we want to get you on again sometime when we have, uh, when we're able to get some more of these other questions that we have. Because there's so many things in the round in this realm that we want to talk about that we weren't able to get to because of time constraints. Oh, quick question: Have you seen the movie Soul? Yeah, yeah. Did what? What did you think of it? I, I, I thought that they were just. It was did, pretty good. They did a good they job had of some touching good information in there, but it was a little limited. There's a lot more going on. Yeah, I thought they were just kind of <laughs> uh, scratching the tip of the iceberg on on that on that subject. But I was like, I was yeah. very impressed that they decided to go that route and and actually tell that story. I was like, oh, I fucking love this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. They have the orbs in there. People are orbs and mm-hmm. things like that before they incarnate. They're little spirit balls. And oh, wow. I thought that was awesome. That was. Great. I gotta see this. My one. my son loves that movie. I found a uh, a soul uh, uh, the main character Jamie Foxx's character a t shirt. And he wore that shit to school so proud. He was so happy that he had it. He's telling everybody, you need to go watch Soul. Like, he loves that movie. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, that's I, one of the best Disney movies uh, in a long time. It's yeah. going to get slept on. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, so you can find James online. Go to eseti.org. That's E-C-E-T-I.org. You can see all kinds of videos on there. So you know he's not just uh, talking a bunch of crazy jive and stuff like that. There's video on there of you guys contacting these uh, ETs and uh, them powering up. I watched some of these videos today, even of these uh, UFOs powering up and everything like that, and them, you know, racing through the sky and everything. It's really interesting. Uh, you can also go to facebook.com backslash uh, eseti.org or Twitter at eseti. Uh, make sure you go to their website, man, because there's so much awesome information. I spent like a couple hours on there this morning uh, going through and reading a bunch of stuff, reading all kinds of different articles, and um, 
Uh, yeah, I'm in, I'm in jail. I'm in Facebook jail again. Oh, are you really? Yeah, I just got out 30 days and they added more and I didn't even post anything and they added another 30 Damn, days. Damn, that's messed up. <laughs> it's going to keep on so, going. Yeah, community standards do not allow truth. They yeah. do not. Uh, and also check out the the documentary Contact Has Begun too. Like that yeah. is a great documentary for you to get information, uh, background stuff on where James comes from. And also just like, if you're not familiar with a lot of the subject matter that we discussed, it's a good opening beginning spot for you to learn some of that stuff. Yeah. And you can buy his books as well through, uh, you have those up on your website. I didn't want to plug Amazon, but you can get them there too, you know, but are yeah, they you can get your- them everywhere. You okay. can get them at, uh, like just about anywhere. If you just Google it. Yeah. Yeah. So check out his books, yeah. Google his name. Um, we, for the gray area podcast, we can be found on Instagram. At Thank you, James. Po- yeah. At podcast, yeah. the gray area, facebook.com backslash the gray area podcast, Twitter at podcast, gray area. Also go to hotpiemedia.com and check out all of our past episodes. You can also check out all kinds of other awesome podcasts that the Hot Pie Media team has been producing lately. Um, James, so, so fun. Such an awesome, informative interview. So glad that we were able to get you gone. Uh, thanks for coming on today, brother. We really appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much. Thank you for this right. conversation. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And I hope I didn't push too many people over the edge. Here, oh, no, man. I think no. you're going to enlighten some people. No, this is great. This was fantastic. People need to thank, hear this Thank stuff. you so much for sharing your knowledge <clears throat> and experiences with us. Yeah, Dan- James, we'll be in touch, buddy. We want to get you on again, you know, in a, in a few months, you know, uh, maybe sometime in the summertime and go over some of the things that we weren't able to get to. Oh, I'm really coming up there. I'm going to come visit you. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do this. I'm yeah. going to I'm gonna hit That's you right. up. I tell people, come see for yourself. Yeah. Don't take my word for it. Come and have your own experience because yeah. then it's real for you. Yeah, exactly. If I come up there, can we sit down and talk and can we cut it up some more on this stuff? Yeah, definitely. Bet. Sweet. Bet. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you, James. Uh, Aaron, awesome episode, brother. Another uh, another awesome episode. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning into the Gray Area Podcast right here. Um, until next time, you guys be kind. Take care of one another. Uh, Chad, I'm Cheatham. Here's mud in your eyes. Peace. Peace. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home on the web at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs>